the great phenomenon of meditation. What is it really? Because honestly, if you ask me, I think meditation is just sitting there trying not to think, trying not to do anything. But you know, it's actually way more than that. According to my friend Sam, in other words, word of the voice, he says that meditation is a form of, you know, letting go. But what does that even look like? So let's join my conversation that I had with Sam. Pretty interesting. Stick around if you want to know. My name is Sandra Rodriguez, and this is Scientifically Not Proven. Hey guys, so before I even start, I just want to go ahead and let y'all know that all I used was an old pair of headphones and my iPhone SE, okay? So I don't have any fancy equipment but my phone. It was quite hard, but I'm really excited um, about sharing the conversations that I have with people. So I hope you guys enjoy this. So you guys are going to be hearing some microphone problems, a lot of background sound, but it's okay. Um, I hope you guys enjoy and get the best out of this conversation. Anyways, here we go to the first episode. See you guys around. Oh, and before I forget, the little beat y'all just heard, I made that. If you guys liked it, let me know if I should add a different beat each time. Also, let me know. That was really fun. All right, here we go for real. So Sam, I want you to tell me a little bit more about yourself. Um, we're going to be talking about meditation. Um, and I want you to tell me um, what in your life actually has inspired you to have such a focus on meditation. There's a lot of things that science says about it. I read an article saying that um, meditation doesn't even help with anxieties and doesn't even it, instead it, it can even make people worse but having right. a few conversations with you I, I i feel like you have something completely different in this aspect and i would like to hear more about who you are and then you can just tell me a little bit more of your point of view in this area okay okay well thank you for the great introduction um yeah uh yeah it's um what what i'm from what i'm about well, I was born in Newark, New Jersey, um, you know, rough parts. Um, and from there, I moved to Michigan uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's about two hours north of Detroit, just to another rough parts area. And I learned a lot of patterns throughout my childhood, you know, um, kind of living the both, both worlds of, like, rough life in the suburbs. Uh, being 29 now. I see different perspectives and a sense of understanding what what why we need meditation and in a sense of balance. I guess you can say, you know, in in regards to your article that you read that it can actually make things worse. Of course, it can if you're, you know, considering your uh confirmed bias, you know. There are, there are good and bad things of everything, and that is the balance. Uh, that's, that's the, per se, different sort of traditions, yin and yang, the good and evil, 
the ups and downs. Now, meditation has several uh, health benefits in regards to relaxation. You know, it's meditation is starting to be proven by science, little by little. What are the main pinpoints about meditation, the most important areas that you would tell someone that they should focus on? Of course, if I've read a few articles too, even in the church, I've heard people saying that meditation is bad, is welcoming evil spirits, that you know you need to be careful with it. What is the main focus of meditation for it to actually reaches peak and goal that most people are trying to reach which is you know reducing reducing anxieties pain high blood pressures um and etc and other conditions well this is the interesting part this is where this is where it gets uh gets down to the nitty-gritty as people like to say um there's a, a phrase called hyper intention uh, Victor Frankl said this in one of his books he wrote, uh, Man's uh, Search for Meaning. And hyperintention is ideally like a knife trying to cut a knife. Okay, So you have to go back before even starting the process of wanting to understand meditation, before even wanting to start meditation, you have to understand it. You don't have to, but, you know, in this case, people that want to learn how to meditate, there's certain things you have to do. And one of those things, in a comical way, is stop trying to do something. We have this 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 drive, right? That I guess in a way you can switch the word around, you know, because words are clumsy. You can say drive or you can say rush. Uh interesting enough, Mother Nature doesn't rush for anything and it still functions perfectly, you know? So when we meditate, we have to understand why are we doing it? Is it to improve? Improve what and compare it to whom? Or are you doing it for as a lifestyle change because you're trying to be healthier? You know, people do meditation for many different reasons. But uh in order to actually meditate you have to remove that idea that you're doing a poor job. Or that there's a certain way that you you don't have the keys. You don't got the keys, you know, like, or you don't have the answers. No, that's that's not how to go about it. It's almost as if you have to return uh, to your bedroom to take a little nap. That's meditation. We already have the room to meditate in. We just think there's other rooms. You know what I mean? There's a big mansion. And in that mansion, there's many ideas of what what route to take to improve you. Yeah, we already got a room in that mansion, but you know what I mean? It's it, it gets a little it gets a little odd in, in an interesting way when you when you start to meditate. So Sam. What's meditation? Because a lot of people have this concept that meditation is like pausing and turning off your brain. Um, what do you have to say about that? Hmm. The reason why we suffer is because we desire. Okay, that's one of the one of the first four. That's the one of the four noble truths. Okay. Now, uh, 
it's it's more on the side of you know golly there's there's a few people that if they hear this and they hear this expression they don't have my head because i've said it so often the reason we want to be better is the reason why we aren't and mm. sometimes that is something you have to sit on for several days you see sometimes we try to come with solutions very quickly we want to meditate and you know some people hey i don't blame them want to meditate because they want to become enlightened they want to be you know a uh, mystic they really want to get that 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 goodie in the cookie jar you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that is the reason that they don't get there and what i mean by there is i don't know you can't really name it you know so uh now let's let's dig into the different parts with the internal right there's spiritual internal and then there's physical the external and that's when it involves the health and the people around you your environment you know so the external change to ex- to external change or internal to external sorry uh could be translated as mindfulness another form of same meditation you know so the things that it what meditation does psychologically helps us with cognitive skills uh cognitive skills implies working with emotional skills and then bio- biological functions okay brain functions you know these these are actually the ingredients that you can use to address depression and anxiety which tends to be one of the highest uh problems like we we sort of having in this new generation and old generation i mean excuse my you know saying old you know what i'm saying i don't want to call people old but <laughs> there's, there's the, the past generations the baby boomers they there's a lot of you know this consciousness and this science of consciousness is this is the biggest that has ever been you know globally speaking so we're learning a lot of things that our grandparents and fathers and mothers that haven't weren't even aware of, you know. Okay. And that's actually the next step. Awareness is what meditation improves on as well, you know. Uh I mentioned emotions. You know, emotions have, you know, oh, our decisions that we make. These emotions. You know, I'll give you an example. The other day, I went to Providence to visit my family, you know. I said, you know, I saw my cousins I haven't seen in a while. I w- I've always liked gold. Gold is nice. It's nice to look at. So I wanted a gold, I wanted a gold ring. I said, you know what, I'm going to get a gold ring. As I got it, I'm wearing it. You know, I'm, I'm feeling kind of good. You know, I sit in the car. I get home, take a nap. Can't find it. Several days go by, and uh, I was a little upset. It was an expensive ring. But then I started to realize, wait a sec. I'm upset about something that doesn't taste like anything or smell like anything. Why am I allowing this to move me like this? It's supposed mm-hmm. to be an oak tree. It's supposed to be solid grounded you know in another way i had some sort of anxiety 
some sort of stress because I lost something that I uh, held very viable to myself. But, you know, then you can go into asking what's valuable. You know, I don't want to go left and right with all these branches when it comes to meditation and mindfulness, but that's how massive meditation can, can how massively impacting it can be on your life. Every moment counts. That's the relationship of the internal and external environment. It's a beautiful thing. So in other words, it's like going beneath the thought, beneath the waves, and understanding the full concept of how we're feeling. Absolutely. You know, uh, I remember growing up in church, same concept, grandparents telling me, hey, be careful with that stuff, you know. But they said that with just about everything else. You know, I didn't really pay mind to it. Um, one thing I definitely learned throughout the years I've, I've been, you know, studying a lot of Eastern cultures and philosophies, religions, you know, um, there's always this common common ground of, of knowing the potentiality of a, a human being. Mm. Right? There's, there's that desire again. It always comes back to that. You know, um, now, in the culture of meditation, one thing is of sitting still, because you can meditate in many different ways. You know, I've meditated while driving, as funny as that sounds. But what I mean is being still. Be still. That is a very tough obstacle these days because we have confused the word be still or uh, silence or, or, you know, relaxation with something that means non-productive, big words. If you could see that in a big image in front of your face or laziness, you know. Mercy. The stigma is every successful person on earth is running around like a battery, like a bunny. You know, remember those commercials, Energizer Battery, Bunny? Just run around full of energy all day all long. You know, oh, I only sleep. No, team, no days off. I remember, you know, I'm, I'm involved in the health, in the, in the health field with fitness and, you know, all around well-being, you know. I remember that stage. Team, no days off. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, there's a there's a meditating phrase they say. If you can't find the time to meditate 30 minutes a day, then what you can do is start meditating in hours. You know, uh, science, you know, science is definitely a tool. You definitely discover things with science. But how odd. I understand that every year there's something new that's being discovered. Constantly. There's nothing consistent. They, <laughs> they, they proclaim consistency. They, they say all these, you know, they have the scientific method and the theories mm-hmm. that they try to make consistent, but those theories are constantly changing. Constantly. 
Absolutely. And everything is changed. As you are changed, I am changed. There's nothing that stands still, you know, in the, uh, there's a, uh, ancient, like Greek philosopher, uh, Hermes. Okay. There's a book called Kabbalion, right? In this book, they speak of everything is in motion, vibrations, even rocks. You know, they're just, they're in such a fast vibrating rhythm that you cannot put anything through it. It's moving too quickly. Now, water is a different vibration. That's why people love water. It's so relaxing, right? Low vibrations, relaxations. Well, that rhymed. <laughs> okay. So, um, you see... The part of a meditation is understanding that you're sitting there as a choice, and you're not, you're not, you're not deciding to to let the outside world move you right now. This is your moment, right? You know, everybody has to eat, right? We have to physically right. eat. We also have to spiritually eat, right? You know, spiritually, you're gonna be spiritually weak. There goes the rhyming again. You see what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. how it goes, and ups and downs. There's days to move around and do lots of things, and there's days to do nothing and relax. Day of rest. You know, and day of rest is the day that your body says, hey, I need this. That goes back all the way to that quote you said previously, the reason we want to be better is the reason why we aren't. I like that. I like that. You know what? We don't listen to our bodies, we deny it. Our body is asking for rest. And we push ourselves, we put ourselves in this really hard drive just to please other people. What's the point of that? We need to rest so that we can be better for others and for ourselves. And the Bible talks about it all over. It talks about being still. Being still and listening to God. The Word of God says, Seek me in the morning and I will be there. And he is there. Right. Dude, like literally, Jesus prayed to his father. And that was a form of meditation. Like, God himself created meditation through prayer. And some people are afraid to med meditate because, you know, they're scared to face reality by themselves. And that is scary. I don't blame them. They're... They feel afraid, they feel alone, and they usually want that dependency of having someone to tell them that everything's going to be okay, this and that. And when they are alone, they have these thoughts that keep going and going to the point that when it comes to meditating, it can be kind of scary. And personally, I can relate to that. And, you know, and it's hard because you have to, you have to like, guide those thoughts back into a safe spot. But that's good because you have to face reality. And Jesus himself meditated. Like, that's a good thought to have. Jesus prayed to his father. In other words, Jesus meditated with his father. How cool is that? Right. You know, in meditation, what would be the difference between prayer and meditation? You know, this is... Uh, this is a marvelous thing they're starting to discover with vibrations and frequencies, right? And it, it gets so detailed 
It makes sense why we sing. It makes sense why it feels good to sing in the shower. You know, uh, the acoustic method of, of, let's say people that sing in the shower, they, they feel like they sing better, right? Those sounds, those frequencies, those vibrations are bouncing in the wall back and forth. That good feeling that you feel while you're singing is bouncing back and hitting you right in the chest. Is making you feel good. You know, now, if we understand that, that vibrations has been around us, and it is around us, it is, it is what we are, you know, it, it's, it's the notion of understanding God is in control at all times. That's the, that's the vibration. We can't even move. We can't change it. We can't stop it. We can't speed it up. We can't slow it down. Giving in, relaxing, giving back, prayer, meditation. You know, it all has a connection. It's almost saying, be still and know that I am God. That's, couldn't it be that? Or does that mean something else? And if it means something else, what is it? Because it seems like instructions to me. And throughout all cultures, that instruction continues to be a pattern throughout history. So, you know, these people that talk about the danger, quote-unquote, of meditation, in reality, I would say they're preventing a blessing. Because if they are praying, in other words, they're already meditating without even realizing it. Yes. It's stigma. So that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. <laughs> it's like, don't meditate, but let me go pray right now. Yeah. Sorry, you are meditating. Yeah. You know... There's a, oh man, there's, there's a funny little thing, uh, there's, a, there's a little teaching in Hinduism, they talk about the art of the joker, okay? And the art of the joker is, if you can translate it, would be, the teacher comes when the student is ready. And essentially it's, sometimes you don't have to call people out on the, the, the struggles they're currently going through. Sometimes you have to pretend as if, you are just looking at the sky and paying attention to the beautiful birds that pass. You know, and you're listening. And trust the process. That's faith. That's being still. If you went to, let's say you went to Nepal and you ran into a guru in one of the sanctuaries and, and you told him, hey, I, I want to get better. And he'd say, uh, better from what? And you tell him, you know, I want to get better from this. And he say, okay, who are you talking about? And you mention your name, of course, because that's who you identify as. And then he'd say, bring Sandra out right here. I want to speak with her. Who does she think she is? <laughs> <laughs> or what? Does, you know what I'm saying? Like, where, is, where does she think she's going? <laughs> you know, everybody wants to go to outer space. Everybody trying to find, everyone's trying to, chase tesla they're trying to we're all out there <laughs> relax you know the process is beautiful it's uh you know so that's where anxiety comes you know anxiety is fear you know okay yeah. cliche uh acronym false evidence appearing real okay so what's, what's false evidence? Uh, essentially, it's an illusion. Something that doesn't have any 
matter or energy. And we tend to fear things that we think about all the time. And we know that. And that, to me, that's interesting. You know, I, I wanted to be a behavioralist and, you know, get my PhD in psychology and just to, like, kind of talk about philosophy and, like, really understand the connection of all these different mental functions throughout the world. It shows the intensity of it. There's a connection with everything, absolutely everything. We just have to believe it. And there's no coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. Absolutely not, Sandra. <laughs> you know, it's a coincidence that the trees breathe out what we need, and we breathe out what the trees need. Times Magazine, they had an article several years back, okay, on the front cover. It was this, this uh, it was an uh, image. They call it redshift, right, redshifting. And this ideally is basically imagine you have a coffee table the size, you know, a coffee table, and it's it's the map of the universe, right? But you see that the map is expanding. That is called rest shifting. That's literally, that's what it means. So they said, okay, if it's shifting, that means it's shifting, shifting outwardly, right? From the middle. There's a middle. That's the start. There's a start, there's a starter, right? So Time Magazine put it, titled with that picture in the background, it's as if we're looking at the face of God. So science is becoming a tool to discover God in many different ways. We That's just, funny. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Scripture, their books, they... They spoke with feeling. They spoke with messages through dreams. Now, God is speaking to us through physical, a different plane. Different plane is the physical plane. Then you got the spiritual. You know, now is evident. Mm. Now we are seeing it. We can we can see. Well, science. Those images that we see on the internet. Those are stars. You know, I say that because you know I've never seen a star like. I see the light. I see a little sparkle thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they say it's so far by the time that it gets here, the star's dead. So how do I even that's know crazy. what it looks like? Yeah. But, you know, that's that's a whole other discussion. I'll, I'll Trust me, if you want me to come here again, I will. But I'm just saying. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things. So all from all that, what I'm saying is, be still. Meditation is is a gift. It's rest. What are we worried about? What do we think we're going to miss out on if we aren't productive? And that's to say this isn't productive. Now, it's funny. In meditating, you improve your productivity. So, you know what I'm saying? Up and down. Pros and cons, like we said earlier, there's good things and bad things. Yeah, you might not be able to check your Facebook or respond to a text message or, you know, send some emails from work or do whatever, but you'll be able to do all those things effectively, very efficiently throughout the day if you meditate every so often. Technology has literally limited 
limited people it's been a blessing you know mm-hmm. like for example we're doing this podcast we can reach a whole different kind like type of community but the reason it has these negative effects is that it has not let people think Mm. it's constantly distracting them from reality Mm. and they um try to feel happiness by other people's success and not their own and it has reduced a large amount of communication skills that has um hurt a lot of marriages and caused a lot of divorce because of you know, these social medias and texting, especially texting, people just want to text their feelings out. But when they see face to face, they stay quiet. Yeah. You know, you mentioned how like, hey, you know, we get busy with our phones. We get busy with the emails. If we take time to meditate, it will it will literally help you detox from these items and make you more productive to do things efficiently like you said and it's true tina i have um phone down and try to do you know try to include meditation into my lifestyle and i have um you know made a schedule you know i stayed off social media for like two weeks i didn't respond to people for two weeks on my phone mm-hmm. and it felt great awesome. it felt there you go it felt so great and you know people were like oh are you okay are we even friends anymore <laughs> and i was like every i was like everything's fine relax i'm just taking time for myself uh-huh. i want to you know and i've learned a lot about myself so literally what you're saying is so true and so it's so whole it's very wholesome because you know like i was saying i recommend this book to anybody else yeah i you know, I'll send you a copy if you oh, want. Yes, that's not but yeah. med- meditation kind of relaxes you from that dopamine that the world is giving you. And this is why a lot of people are just wanting that rush effect constantly. And when everything slows down, they feel anxious. They don't know what to do and they get bored. They get so bored. They're like, oh, meditation, what am I supposed to do? Just sit there? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed mm-hmm. to do? Just talk? But there's actual beauty in it. You know, it's being underneath the thinking and underneath that wave, underneath that water and being in still water that's constantly moving above us. Uh, yes. It's, and I'm, great, I'm glad you used that example as water. What a great example. It really is. Sam, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, hmm. Well, well, I mean... So I've, for the last six years, I've been uh, writing a book, and I'm going to try to uh, incorporate things that kind of uh, everyone is experiencing on a daily basis, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I noticed there's, you know, of course, you have social media. The feed is incredible, how many lifestyles there are, you know. Um, but I guess you could say, there are people that feel like they are normal, and then they feel like there are other people that are special in the world. And social media is doing that. It's creating that illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal is to kind of diminish that that concept. Uh, and, and, and I express that in many different ways. Mental health, uh, the tools will be, you know, like meditation as well, so... I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I encourage or I implore everyone to give it a shot. You know, you can literally meditate and lay down, looking straight up. 
meditation could be prayer. Now, if you want to pray, as in verbally, in your head, you can do that. Meditation is about being aware of the functions of your body at the current moment. So that, uh, mm. that current breath that you feel, really, if, if you know, you're into science, you know, I'm, I'm doing the nursing thing in school, so like for me, I'm good with imagining my organs, my lungs expanding, and contracting, you know, my muscles contracting, you know, my blood circulating through my body. Put yourself in your body and really, really feel yourself in a sense of like knowing that this magnificent mechanism or this machine, this organism that we call the body is working perfectly at that time. You know, what I do every morning, every night, I thank my body for simple things like, thank you for, for walking me to the store. Thank you for letting me see that flower. Thank you for letting me smell those cookies or those, the French toast that I made this morning. Thank you for letting me taste it. You know what I'm saying? Like, boom. I like that. Oh. There's people that don't have those privileges. No, there isn't. They don't. No. Absolutely not. You know, I, I worked in the emergency room for about, you know, a couple of years. Uh, and I addressed people right there in the emergency room with food, clothing, housing. You know, they have a, an illness, a chronic disease that they deal with on a daily basis. They come to the hospital three times a week. And they have these things. It only it exists by the, by the hundreds of thousands even. People that just can't even eat an orange because... Wow. Their digestive system can't digest fiber or, or they can't eat a plum because the vomit is, in, is intense stuff. You know, that, that's reality. Those hmm. are things that exist. Now, it's what are you going to do about it? For them, it's the same concept. Okay, they have congestive heart failure and now what? And we all have to face that somewhere in life, consistently throughout life even. The question, and what are you going to do about it? No pressure. Because there's very simple things you can do to make things way smoother. Yeah. It's just about convincing, because we're very stubborn. I tell you about it. About <laughs> I tell you about people. If I know one thing about people, is we're stubborn. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm one of them. I can tell you that much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am not. Yeah. People know. People know me, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, that's that's a difficult character." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's it, you know, just, you know, I wish everybody the best, you know, good, good vibes everywhere, stay up, you know, look up in the sky every now and then, breathe, you know, just take things one day at a time, keep it smooth, you know, don't be in a rush everywhere, ride the wave, as my cousin, my cousin Kenneth would say. <laughs> ride the wave. Ride the wave. <laughs> Water is literally one of the best examples that God has created for our behavior. Absolutely. Um, nature itself, we can learn so much with it, you know? Like, 
if we can, uh, that's one of the things that I love about studying biology, that I've been able to understand the behavior of trees and, and bees and animals and plants and, you know, the whole planet in whole. Yeah. You know, everything, every organism. And it's amazing the amount of order that there's even meditation within, you know, the function of a cell. Um, everything, mm-hmm. in every area you see meditation, you see, you know, that be still moment. Right. And it's so important. So important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, uh, you know, they could put you under an MRI machine, right? Lay you there. And just, you know, everyone has the image of the brain being like this firecracker, just sparkling, you know, with neurons going left and right, you know. But in meditation, they can actually see your blood circulation, blood circulating at a more, more fluid and more uh, constant pace, I guess you could say. It's, it's moving pretty good throughout your body, you know what I mean? And, you know, and, and you can call that chi if you want to speak of different cultures, you know, in the Hindu culture, you know, prana. Ashaka and prana, that's matter and energy. Water is li- literally one of the best examples that God has created for our behavior. Absolutely. Um, nature itself, we can learn so much with it, you know? Like, if we can, uh, that's one of the things that I love about studying biology, that I've been able to understand the behavior of trees and, and bees and animals and plants and, you know, the whole planet in whole. Yeah. You know, everything, every organism, and it's amazing the amount of order that there's even meditation within, you know, the function of a cell. Um, Everything, Mm -hmm. in every area you see meditation, you see, you know, that be still moment. Right. And it's so important. So important. Yeah. It's, uh, they could put you under an MRI machine, right? Lay you there. And just, you know, everyone has the image of the brain being like this firecracker, just sparkling, you know, with neurons going left and right, you know. But in meditation, they can actually see your blood circulation, blood circulating at a more more fluid and more uh, constant pace, I guess you could say. It's, it's moving pretty good throughout your body, you know what I mean? And, you know, and... and you can call that chi if you want to speak of different cultures, you know. In the Hindu culture, you know, prana, ashaka and prana, that's matter and energy. You know, uh, there's so many connections to meditation with science and the actual culture. It's a lifestyle. It's not a religion. This is the confuse. This is what people confuse it. You know. Uh, yeah. Now, if you're Muslim. It looks like you're meditating. What are you doing? You're kneeling. You're really doing a pose, a, a yoga pose as a prayer. You see? When I remember as a kid, when I prayed, I'd be on my knees. You know? Now when I'm doing my yoga, same position, take a stretch. And sometimes I'm, I'm, even actually, I'm actually praying while I'm stretching. You know? And for those that want to get a have a stronger connection with with God, you know, it's 
use it. You know, make an excuse to pray more. <laughs> you do that. Some people are bored of praying. I'm gonna be real. There was times that I was like, ah, eh, praying is getting kind of boring. I'm not getting any words back. Any, there's nothing. There's no answers. <laughs> then I realized, you know, later in life, like, oh, it was that hyper intention we were talking about. You know, the reason you want to be better is the reason why you aren't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're praying for something that you're probably not even ready for. <laughs> Mercy. You know? Mercy. So it's like, chill. We rush. We want to rush the process. You know? we, think, we think we can Google life. And I'm, I'm going to quote that one day. Ouch. We, we think we can Google life. We think we can Google That's life. That's so true. It's like, no, you can't. You don't got enough data. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Wow! Mm. Literally, be like that. It, it's all that instant gratification. We we are not used to the delayed gratification in life. We want everything instant, instant, instant. And in our spiritual, you know, spiritual life, we want God to be there when we say we try. We're trying to be God's God by telling Him what to do in our all life all day. You know, yo, it's funny you say that all day, Sandra. My, I always used to think, wow, we're, we're, and in a sense, always trying to tell God what to do. Like, God, I want you to do this for me. I want, like, as if, as if, <laughs> like, like, we're the architect and he's the construction worker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, God didn't take the loan out. You actually, like, you know, he got the bank, you know, and, that's that's the source right there. You're trying to build your own house. Nah. Don't work like Mm-mm. that. <laughs> We're funny creatures. I have to we say are. that. We're over here in scripture, he created us and we're over here trying to tell him what to do mm-hmm. and trying to tell him what's best for us. But you know what? When we get what we want, then we're over here like, God, no, take it away. Yeah, this is not what it wasn't we want. Enough. Oh yeah. God, this is what it was, yeah. And we repeat yeah. this. Some people grow out Over. of it, and some don't. But we repeat this. We do. We need. This is a cycle that we need to break immediately yeah. in life and understand that you know everything. Everything in its time. Yes. We need to. You know. We need to be still and understand this concept of being okay with not being okay. Right. And um, just having a pause in life, you know, and it doesn't mean to be lazy and sit there and relax and be like, all right, life's going to come on my feet. We have to do something about it. We need to take that action, but in a relaxed mindset. Absolutely. And and not try to be in control. And But, yes, anxiety is really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it can, you know, meditation really grabs, keeps you makes you grab onto that control again um and letting yeah it makes you realize like oh i'm literally overreacting like it's gonna be fine you know and that's what god wants us to do that's what god is saying like hey i'm your god you know relax yeah i'm here i'm fighting for you most things we worry about usually never happen exactly you know uh it's kind of interesting when we use the words i and me because we're mm. and essentially that's why we have anxiety in the first place and it's because sometimes we forget what we are in a sense of saying it's 
sometimes we forget that we we are a part of this creation and this anxiety is making them believe that we are a fluke there's something that we're missing we're, we're a unit that's not that has a couple missing parts and we got to really get it together or we're going to collapse one day you know that, that's kind of the translation of anxiety you know uh, and it's it's unfortunate a lot of people disguise being very organized with uh, or they disguise anxiety with being very organized and in a sense everyone sees them as a very organized person but no one sees them in a very unorganized environment <laughs> so if they're in, in in like an organized environment that's when you'll see the anxiety you see ironically enough meditation because you're not the only thing your patient is to really get there with the body and say i am not the body or the mind it's just another leaf on a big tree yeah that's true mm -hmm. but it's, it's essentially is the gospel it is yeah <laughs> it's see it, all these things are this is why i say you know when i when i would see patients i say everything is perspective life is perspective because our minds are that magnificent that we can, I mean, we can create horrible illusions and make it a world in our head, you know, and just, it could be an entire network. Everyone, You could even, like, have the dog's names in your little world that you have, like panic, and then it, it becomes true. You can create it. We invest in our own health. Self-invested health. And... I'll tell you one thing. Uh, if you believe in God or not, there's something about thinking with yourself that gives you answers. The question is, what is that? What is that thing that we all have? Consciousness, they're putting a word at it as consciousness. You know, in Japanese culture, that's called Saturi. Mm. That's the, the, the self. In Hindu, they call it Atman. Okay. Yahweh, Hebrew is, uh, I just slipped my head. I just said one the other day. Well, Hebrew has another name there. I'm sure it's somewhere there. You know, it's this common pattern. And we all use, we all have the same tool to get there the temple, right? In scripture, they call it the temple, the church. Not talking about a building, it's not made out of bricks. I'll tell you that the body the greatest gift because trees have bodies they do so if we start seeing even a cell yeah has a body they have we all have bodies so what makes us so special <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying we think we're exclusive oh yeah we gave ourselves names that's what it was you don't see a dog running around mm -hmm. screaming his name be still, trust the process, be still, know I'm God, be still, and be patient, be still, and have faith, be, be still, and trust, you know? Like, yo. It's crazy. At the end of the day, being still is the gospel. That's the crazy part. Exactly. Because the gospel is teaching us to be still for his coming, mm -hmm. you know? 
to prepare for his coming. We're having to be still in a very, um, you know, being connected with him and doing what he is asking for us. And that's part of, you know, a form of, of meditation and being still is, you know, do what he has asked us to do and waiting for his coming when he says he's going to come. You know what's a fascinating pattern with this? Several times in scripture it speaks of saying God will come when he is known around the world, right? Mm -hmm. We currently are living in the most communicated time of existence. Okay. Where communication is, is by tap of a button or a screen. Now, the other thing that's involved in that pattern is we are the most connected to this idea of consciousness and spreading joy and love throughout the world than we've ever been. Now, yeah. the concept is here. We bring God or does God come? Oof. That's a good question. That's a very good question. You know, if we're all in God, we're all thinking and constantly meditate and in a meditative state and a praying state and a good vibe state thinking of God well, thoughts become things do they not? they do you know what I'm saying? we're panicking more but we're panicking more you know why? you know what happens in water when it's boiling? the hotter it gets the more it's boiling the more it boils and like we said we gotta be water gotta be malleable can't be moving around like the world. But trying to keep up with the world's pace? Absolutely not. Treat yourself with a little decency. And that's a little bit. We already gotta work, you know? <laughs> like we already have to work what forty hour shifts, you know. I know I know the reality of things. Some people are working desk jobs and they feel, you know, they don't wanna work there. But it's, you know, that's the process. You know, don't believe everyone to say, hey, I got a successful life. What is success? Success is whatever you want it to be for you. Trust the process, and it's easier to be relieved of your worries. And that relieves anxiety, essentially. And then that might help you want to meditate. You can <laughs> you can do it totally backwards. <laughs> you can meditate first or after. <laughs> uh -huh. Basically, in conclusion, uh, meditation is a form of prayer. Meditation is needed because our our bodies are always going overdrive. We need to have a moment to be still. And this world only teaches us, teaches us how to do that overdrive. And yeah. it hardly does it teach us to be calm and be still, but the gospel teaches us to be still. So being still is a form of living the gospel, and which is really important. And us thinking and meditating in God, we are bringing God here to share the gospel with other people. Right. Never have I ever thought about meditation in such a way. So that's really cool. But overall, I just want to thank you, Sam, for being here with us and being part of this. And I really hope you enjoyed this. And this was fun. I like this podcast thing. You know, this is my yeah. first official podcast invite. I've never been, never done a podcast this is the longest I've ever recorded a conversation. Everything. First time. Really? Yeah. 
Ooh, it was fun. One of the best experiences ever. Never had an experience of being able to record a conversation either. So this was super fun. And you guys, this concludes our very first conversation episode, whatever you guys want to call it, of my podcast of Scientifically Not Proven. This time we had Sam, Word of the Voice, also known as. So um, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around and supporting. And once again, I'm Rodriguez.